here I was getting this this like one of them like an incredible compliment, right? But it was so humbling in the fact that it's like, whoa, here I am in my my fucking ego being like, uh, you know, like that wasn't your best and like you can do like we gotta like do better next time and all of this stuff. And look, there's nothing wrong with like continuing to push the envelope and, and seeing more and more of what you're capable of. But at the same time, it's just like, hey, look, look at where you're at now and what you can do now. You know, it was just, it, it was a, it was like this weird sort of slap in the face for me to just mm. be like, get over yourself. <laughs> this is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Oh, yes. <laughs> Feels so good to be doing a podcast, Feels having a drink, so good. talking about some stuff, giving some topics, some attention, seeing what we can find, seeing what uh, we can discover. Yeah. And <laughs> I just, I love those starts. <laughs> feels so good. Feels so good. It does feel so good. It I, feel good. I, if, if I didn't enjoy doing this, I don't know why I'm doing it. Yeah. Right? That's a good way to live your life by, but that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> Although maybe it will be somewhat of what we're talking about today. My plan. So today uh, you've clicked on the title and it's getting over the resistance to create. And this was something you, Brandon, you kind of steered it into into this direction and we kind of finagled it into a, into a topic, a theme for us to discuss. And, and I liked it. I yeah. liked it because it's, it's a big one. It's a big one, especially if you are an artist in a creative field, but, or even if you're not, even if you're maybe in, in, an artist uh, in your dreams or <laughs> or in your fantasies or, or if you just you like to explore art just in a very casual kind of way whether that's in your house or taking a class in something what have you uh, or just just a creative take on on the things in your own life but with anything creative which means stepping into the unknown that's the only way that that happens is there's always a stepping into the unknown. Yeah. And there's always usually some kind of resistance and fear that comes into stepping into the unknown. But with it also comes a lot of excitement. Yeah. As well. So really this is, I think, for me, we'll see how this conversation unfolds. But, you know, that resistance that we have to creating something uh, is is such a it's it's really about getting over that hump it's really about beginning starting all of the the fears and the things that that fly up for us when something kind of exciting comes our way something that we care about emerges in our in our instincts or or we're inspired to do something just because we're inspired to do something doesn't always mean it's easy yeah to do it so let's let's see if we can demystify some of what all that's about and and get some understanding over what that whole situation is totally i think the idea 
of wanting something is different than the idea of actually doing something. And that's a big thing for people. You know, it's, it's a big thing for everybody. I mean, you know, there's, there, it's, it's like in theory, a lot of stuff should work, you know, and in theory, you're like, yeah, you know, tomorrow when this happens, I'm going to do this thing or later today or yeah. when this window comes up. And then, you know, you get to that moment, that window has appeared and you have an excuse, you have a reason, you have some, you know, you, I'm not feeling up to it right now. I'll wait till I'm feeling up to it or, you know, or this just happened. There's all sorts of ways in which we, you know, we duck and avoid and, and get away from basically being creative or, you know, if you want to say it, just going into the unknown. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, I mean, it makes sense. It's like if you looked at creativity, I don't think people literally look at it this way for the most part, but if there's like darkness, like a forest or, or something you had to walk into and you can't see anything and you had to go walk in there and explore and figure it out and you could get lost and you, you might end up somewhere you don't want to be or whatever. Um, it makes sense that you might stick to the places you already know, you know, the things that are lit up already, the things that are common, the things that are usual. So, you know, uh, for example, I have one client and she was sharing this, uh, thing. She's like, you know what? I wake up before work at 6 a.m. ready to create and then I go work out. I'll go do anything but create, you know? And we were talking about it and like for her, working out, she's very comfortable with. It's something that she's good at. She knows how it's going to go. She whatever. Mm -hmm. But then she wants to write a book and when it comes down to actually writing, she'll do anything and she has, and she's like, you know, it's funny because She's like, the things I'm doing are good for me. I'm working out. I'm eating well. I'm uh, in my morning. It's not like I'm yeah. wasting my time, really. But she's like, but I keep finding a reason not to create. And it's like, okay, well, we'll work on that. We'll we'll push you into yeah. whatever. And uh, and basically, the first exercise I gave her was this: is like, what are you more comfortable with? You're more comfortable with working out, and you're not as comfortable with creating. So like let's talk about that. And, and we, we revealed a whole bunch of interesting things, but yeah, like I think a lot of it comes down to comfort. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's, it's the saying, it's like everything is difficult until it becomes easy. Right. You know, like at one point I'm sure like going to the gym, working out was a hard thing to do, to have the motivation to do until it wasn't a hard thing to do anymore. Yeah. You know, that's the, just the process of our evolution as human beings, you yeah. know, and it's, it becomes second nature. You know, you don't have to think about these things anymore. You just do them right. automatically. And, uh, you know, it's it's good just as a side note to to take a moment to appreciate those things that you've learned to just do right. automatically that are good for you. Um, but the thing is that we're, we're constantly changing and constantly evolving, and that's never going to stop. Yes. And so it's really, you know, a, a great artist learns that uh, this this thing of change that like things are constantly changing and to embrace that fact to to like I was saying earlier see the excitement in that as opposed to being absorbed by the fear that right. can come up with it and just like no it's the excitement of it but I you know I really because I'm guilty of this shit too of putting things off and not acting on what I'm inspired to do or you know, something that, that um, is important to me, that involves me to, to create something, to step into that unknown space and 
see what comes out, right? And a big part of it is, you know, I have my own expectations, but more often than not, I've got some idea of what other people's expectations are going to be. Yeah. And I think you bring up a really important point. I mean, that's that's probably the biggest challenge is, is we're more worried about what other people's expectations of us. And when you're in creativity, if you're in that place of like, you're thinking like you're going to have to show somebody, you already shot yourself in the foot because creativity is a lot of you trying things out. And like, for example, and they don't always work. They don't always work. You know, <laughs> I think also like, you know, she's working out and she knows how to do the form. She knows the exercises. She knows the thing. She knows she's doing it right. Right. Mm-hmm. Quotation. Um, but like but that was another part of our conversation, you know, is like, well, what's comfortable about working out for you? It's like, you know, you're good at working out. Like, you know how to do that. And that's comfortable. That feels good. Mm-hmm. But you don't know if you're a good writer yet. And you don't know what you're doing yet which is also scary. And so, you know, for her, like a lot of her resistance to like going into this thing is just like, you know, she just doesn't think she's going to be good. She doesn't think she has anything to say. All the typical stuff that every creative person goes through. But like what I want to talk about today is like, why do we do that? And where does that come from? (laughs) You know, like, because, you know, I think sometimes there's, there's the sentiment like we all we've all heard this a lot like you know that you know we've we've heard about writer's block we've heard about getting stuck but what i really would love to get into today is like well why do we do that and if we understood why could we like override our 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 thing that we're trying to go for you know what i mean because i think what happens for people this is my theory um because this is kind of how it works for me and I did this a lot, actually, over the last few years, and I've really been working on correcting this. But I would do this thing, and I'd be like, it'd be anything, really. But I'd be like, I'll do this later today, or I'll do this tomorrow, or I'll do this next week. Yeah. And I would procrastinate, and I would put a date, and I would actually literally schedule time. I would do all the right things. But when it came down to it, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Brandon, <laughs> Why? <laughs> You know you want to do this. And what is so weird is there's the pre-me who's like leading up to that moment. And he's jacked. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to wake up tomorrow morning. We're going to do this thing. And then there's the after me. It's like, why the hell didn't you do it? There's the in the moment me that's like, no fucking way we're doing this. whole song and dance (laughs) that goes on with that. And the weird thing is is that it's like those, those, it's still the same person yeah it's the same person who's doing both of these things right but what but two of them aren't being held to the fire only yeah. the guy in the moment is yeah he doesn't want to do it but i mean i mean <laughs> in that I, moment i'm gonna yeah. throw something out there it's yeah. like the guy who's jacked and the guy who doesn't want to do it in the moment is the same guy yeah it's the same the, the same thing part of you that's like getting all amped up is the same part of you that just can't do it at the end of it you yeah. know it's like <laughs> which is kind of the bizarre thing it's like a twisted you know thing folding in on itself but uh yeah like for me it's like this this kind of stuff it it, this all comes down to conditioning in my mind like where it's the the way that we're conditioned to think about our world and about ourselves and whatever and it's like well 
like for myself, when I'm sitting down to to write something or to you know work on a part for a play or a, or a show or something, right? The resistance that that comes up, you know, it's it's always like this weight. It's always this weight of something, this kind of ambiguous something of, oh, this has to be good. This has to be whatever. And it's really this this sort of fear of, I mean, everyone's fears are going to be different, but a lot of people will share similar ones. But it's like fear of not being good enough or fear of, of being criticized. And the thing is with, if you're a creative person, it means that you have to put your stuff out there. Yeah. I mean, and I, I feel like we can't have this conversation without bringing up the book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, which is, I mean, if you're an artist, you absolutely must have it. And if you're not an artist, you should still read this book yeah. because it's terrific. Um, and he talks so much about resistance and coming up against it. But he says the thing that separates the amateur and the pro, right? He has this whole section about like what that difference is. He says the part of being a pro is that you've got to step in the ring. Yeah. It means you have to share your stuff with people. Mm-hmm. And people who aren't just your family and friends, but like with a general public. Yeah. And the fact is, is that not everybody's going to like it. There are going to probably be people who hate it. And there are people, especially today, there are people who just want to tear people down because they're fucking miserable in their own lives. And they're everywhere. At least it seems that way. And that's just something that you have to accept as a fact. Yeah. You know, that is going to happen. Is it right? No. Is it fair? No. But... It's ultimately, are you going to create the thing that you feel excited and inspired to do, this this impulse, this call that you have inside yourself to create something, or are you going to not do it, mm-hmm. you know? And because and, I don't want to ignore the fact that, you know, yeah, I understand that these, these fears of like, how will other people react to this? Will this be criticized and whatever? Of course, nobody wants, we all want our stuff to be amazing. Yeah. We all want to put out the most brilliant thing that anyone's ever seen the fact is is that it it doesn't really matter even the great artists in whatever their fields are who have won you know their prestigious awards and whatever there's some asshole who's sitting there being like I thought it was mundane and uh, (laughs) you know uninspired and whatever like there's it doesn't matter the masters still have their critics yes you, so you can never avoid this shit. So for me, part of like getting over, to bring this back around, part of for me getting over that resistance to begin on creating something or to putting something out there is just coming to that real understanding that it's like, hey, look, this is just the price. This is the price of admission. Yeah. And people are going to criticize it. Right. You know, but people are also going to maybe really appreciate it, too. And if it comes down to me not putting out what's in me, what's in my heart, what's in my soul, or not doing it and just dying inside, because that's what it feels like when you're not acting upon 
your inspiration and your passion and these things. It just feels like it's just dying. You're not living. Right. So that's the price. Then I, it makes it an easier decision, at least for me, and that's my experience of it. You know, you, yeah, you brought up some good stuff there. I, mean, I went off there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm just picking a point to, 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 to go from. But um, I think that, I think one is that we're, there's, there's two demands for us as people, right? There's this part of us from a social, cultural side of things is to fit in and be accepted, to be liked, to be approved of, to basically like, to, to mesh with our tribe, you know, uh, the people that are around us, whoever mm-hmm. that might be, whether they're close friends or, you know, just strangers. But there is a there is a real pressure for us as human beings to fit in and figure out how do I associate with this culture, this society that I'm in, and not stand out so much that I'm rejected, right? And creativity kind of mocks that a little bit in some ways. It says, Mm -hmm. you are an individual, you are entirely have your own life experience and you're bringing something entirely original and new and different to the table. And even if you had similar experiences to everyone, they're your own experiences and you interpret them your own way and whatever. Like, so if you think about that from a tribal point of view, art literally is a life and death situation because like, if if you go against what the 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 general mainstream idea is, you're literally saying to the tribe, like, I'm gonna stand out from all of you, which is a scary thing for the tribe. Yeah. And I think that art is one of those things where sometimes it's brilliant and it's amazing and it's like one of those things that's way ahead of its time even mm-hmm. and people won't like it now, but they'll like it later. And yeah. when you're an artist Sometimes your creativity is going to be cutting edge. It's going to be ahead. And people won't like it at first, especially if you don't have confidence in it. So you kind of have to trust that what you're putting forth is valid and that if you come forth with confidence, people will see that you believe in it and they'll be willing. But if you don't even believe in yourself, you can't do anything new. Yeah. And all you'll do is copy the tribe and mimic them. So it's a, it's a risk, right? You have to literally say, look, I'm going to do this thing. I know that none of you see it. I know none of you agree with it. None of you even know about it yet. But I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it with confidence. And when you see it, you'll believe it. And yeah. I had this experience, man. When I was doing Soldiers of the Apocalypse, which is basically the show that kind of launched my, really launched my film career. Mm-hmm. When I started, I, I remember, like, I literally have this vivid moment. I was on Granville Street. We were at one of the lounges. Um, I, I don't remember the name of it now because the club actually changed. But I was at this lounge, and uh, an older um, industry friend was there, and we we're standing at the bar. And I remember this moment so specifically, because he said, "Brandon, what are you up to?" And I said, "I'm making this show. It's about soldiers and these undercover operatives, and they're they're like they're fighting this war that no one knows is going on. Blah blah blah. And it's going to be this military explosions. Blah blah. And I'm going to do it for ten thousand dollars." He's like. That's impossible. And I said, no, it's not. And he's like, he's like, honestly, he's like, to do this, to do that. But he started explaining to me about why I can't have this thing happen. Yeah. And I was like, and I looked at him and I said, I'm going to do this. Just watch. I'll show you. And I literally walked away from that conversation. I went and made this thing happen. Mm -hmm. And 
we actually filmed it for way less when we actually did the original thing, which actually got us financing and moved us in. But like, I just had this vision. I had this idea in my mind, and it, was, it must have started when I was a little kid. But I just, yeah. for some reason, I believed it. And what ended up happening was really interesting because when I finally actually made the thing, we had about we had so many people come to our actual initial launch. It was like over three hundred people. And um, which is a lot. We filled out the whole venue and people were like, Brandon, how did you do this? And then after that, I had literally people messaging me from Europe saying, how do I get on your project? Yeah. So all I can say is that you kind of have to believe in it more than what is normal and acceptable. Yeah. And that's a scary thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that everything worked out perfectly, but we did get it made. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, it was one of those things well, that taught me I have to believe in this thing that's inside of me. Yeah. yeah. And and that's a huge part of being a creative person is it means you have to hold your ground. Like, so it means, you know, you, you also have to be able to cooperate and collaborate. Yes. And, and for people to understand you at some level. Um but like for myself, like when I'm working on a role, working on a part, like one of the things that I discovered in like because I had in my process as an actor at some point, I had become so technical in my approach. So I was using all of these I was going through this process that that, you know, was useful and had a utility to it. But I ended up coming back to this different place where I started from, where it really came down to, well, what is it that I really want to say about this character? What is like, where's my heart in this? What do I have to, what do I have to show about Mm. this person? Right. And it, to my own connection to this thing, right. And bringing that to life. Right. Because and and the rest is all tags on later, but it all had to it has to come from a place that was deep within me, like what I truly believe about this person, about this character that I'm about to, uh, you know, that I'm stepping into. Mm. Right. And maybe, you know, a director or whoever it would be would be like, well, I want to do this. It's like, but then I'm, I'm coming from a place of like, listen, this is what I understand about this character. Yeah. And I can now share that with you. Right. And maybe now you can share that with me. And we find a place that way. Um, there's so much in what you said that I like wanted to take on. Because <laughs> like it's, it's because yes, like there is an element of you have to kind of have that courage and that belief in yourself. And what was the other thing that I wanted to touch on? It was, yes, sometimes it means standing out. Yeah. And that people won't understand you. But it's so often that person who stands out and and says something that they believe in that changes everything, right? right? Because we don't live in a perfect world. We don't live in a perfect society in, in one angle if, of looking at it, but we, we don't. We don't live in, in a perfect place. There's, there's, the world's full of problems, and it's because the way that we currently do things is not, is not set up in the best of ways. You know, there, there are ways that we can 
improve. There right. are things that we can shed light on, and that's the job of the artist. Right. And a lot of the times, that's the job of the artist, is to point these things out. It's like, hey, look, we've been doing things this way for a long time. Look at this. Yes. Like, let's take a good look at this. Do you like what you see sometimes? It's And it's bold, and it, sometimes it makes people uncomfortable, and they don't like it, and they reject it. Yes. But there are is always people in it and it swells out, you know, like it grows and it grows and it grows because somebody sees that or hears that or whatever it is and they go, yes, fucking thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Someone finally said it. Yeah. Someone finally said something that I've been thinking that we've all been thinking this whole Time. Well, that you and bring there's up, something yeah. so powerful in it. It's something that I learned from uh, from Rob Bell. Right. He says the power of naming something. Right. Sometimes it's just you is so extraordinary of of you being able to step up and to name something mm. for all of us, and it's just like and it's profound. It yeah. can change people's lives, and I think that's so much of what what the artistic mind is all about. You don't have to be an artist, you know, in the traditional sense to do that. Being an artist very often just means being honest, speaking truthfully, yeah, expressing you, truthfully. Like your truth from your point of view, which is totally valid. And I don't think we always really consider that. I mean, yeah. I think when we're in that moment, we think, well, I need to have the, I need to fit in. I need to have that view that like kind of everyone commonly shares here. And we don't realize that like, look, your perspective from your place is so valid. And so many people are in your place. You just don't realize it. It was interesting. I was actually listening to Edward Norton's interview with Joe Rogan, which oh, is I a recent. some of that. Yeah. yeah. There's highlights on YouTube. You can go check it out. Um, you don't have to listen to the whole thing, but I've listened to a lot of it now, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And he talks about this one point where, because Joe Rogan was asking about films, and he was talking about, like, well, why doesn't these types of films get made and stuff? I don't know if you saw this one. But Edward Norton was talking about, well, you know, like, at first he's like, well, you know, they kind of have this, I'm par- paraphrasing, but... They kind of have this way in which they go about and make it and blah, blah. But he's like, actually, you know what? I take that back. He's like, there is a certain point where sometimes they just get old. The people who are running the show get older and they don't, they're in touch with what's working anymore. And so they take chances. And he talked about 1999, which was my favorite year of film throughout history. Mm-hmm. 1999 was, a great, was a great year. And he talks about the article that came out about how 1999 had all these great films come out and why that happened and what were the situation. And Edward Norton was saying, like, and that's the year he did Fight Club. Yeah. And Fight Club, by the way, bombed in the box office. So if you based it on that, you would think, oh, this is a failure. But it became one of the most important cult classics of our generation. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about all these great filmmakers that came out during this time. And basically, he, his suggestion was that people didn't know in the studios really what was working. So they were like, let's take some chances. And yeah. that's why a lot of great films came out at that time. So, you know, like Fincher who was already a good director, don't get me wrong, but was kind of born in some ways in his legacy out of that time. You know, and a lot of other, um, a lot of other filmmakers, we know we could, we could name them, um, were born out of that time. Mm-hmm. 1999 was a big year. So 
you know, you might be looking around going right now and you're seeing a lot of superhero movies and whatever's going on and you're seeing the mainstream stuff and you're like, well, where do I fit in as, say, an indie, indie filmmaker? I'm just using filmmaking mm-hmm. as an example. But, like, where do I fit into the mainstream here? And, like, I don't have the budget to do that. But, like, your voice and whatever story you need to tell, there might be uh, – it might not be today and it might not be tomorrow, but it might be somewhere down the road where all of a sudden your voice is valid and people want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about Fight Club, and this is just what I want to say, I was 16. My dad at the time was 40-something, like right around 50, 40. So he's a baby boomer. You know, he's right in that generation. And I'm kind of a uh, very early millennial. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, if you want to call it that. But um, when I saw Fight Club, I remember walking out totally shocked by what I just saw. Didn't even know what I thought. Walked away. And for a week or so, I remember like just maybe two, just processing. What the hell did <laughs> I just experience? And then I realized all of a sudden it just hit me. I'm like, this movie is fucking brilliant because it talks about, and it's it's such our generation struggle is that we all thought we had to be special. We all thought we had to be famous. We all thought we had to be a big deal. And a lot of us are still really kind of pursuing that in a big mm-hmm. way, right? And we're stuck in that. And we just had so much societal pressure. And it's weird because no one really tried to communicate that to us. It's yeah. just the way mainstream culture kind of went. And... There's this moment where he talks about how we have no great war. We have no mm. great depression, you know? Yeah. And uh, our great depression is ultimately our lives, right? And it's like he, he says it. Like yeah. Tyler Durden has this monologue that literally speaks to our generation. Mm-hmm. At the time the movie came out, no one could really, like few, I should say, few people could really yeah. hear that. But now when you look back at Fight Club, you're like, Holy shit, like that says exactly what like our what we're battling with. And yeah. these guys in this movie, they literally fight it out. It, uh, not to say that it should go that way, but it was basically just a physicalized expression yeah. of an internal struggle that a lot of us were having. But the movie came out ahead of its time. And it didn't do well in the box office, but it did amazing later. Mm-hmm. But that's because people had to catch up to it. So, you know, I'd say that's arguably one of the best films ever made throughout history. Yeah. And, you know, you might be an artist like that. You might be creating something that's ahead of its time. And I think that you would do us all a disservice if you're just like, well, if people don't like it, then I won't do it. And it's like, well, maybe you need to do it regardless. Yeah. That's all I can say. And the thing is, is there will always be another thing that's going to come. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, that. That's give yourself some credit. You know, yeah. on the other end of this, because that's something I remember really helping me to move through. It's like, hey, look, you're going to have more ideas. There's going to be other things that come up yes. that are going to inspire you and and make you want to do go through this process again. So it's like it's it's a way of not getting too wrapped up and attached to it, especially getting attached to things having a result, things right. having to be a big deal. It's like it's taking some of that pressure off so you can just be free to create. Yes. Right? I mean, there's a lot in what you said that I really love. I mean, that Edward Norton interview, I didn't get to that part of it, but there were some really terrific elements in that one. One of the parts I remember was he was kind of in that phase where it's like he was blowing up right. and people really wanted a piece of him. And he was looking at doing this one movie and he really kind of wanted to do it. And 
he met with the director. Yeah, I saw this one. Yeah, and the yeah. director was... was uh, he was talking about American History X. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was American History X, but it was this other side project, right. right, that he was developing with another friend of his. And this director was just like, no, you should go and do that. It was you like should go Coppola or something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. like a big director, and they, yeah. and they were like, "You should go and do that." Yeah, and I loved this because he said the the advice to him was like, "If you do that movie, they'll never know what to do with you." Mm. And I thought that was such like a ballsy thing to go and do, you know. But it was like one of the most brilliant moves of his career. Yeah, was that it's like okay, yeah, I'm on this cusp of blowing up into this really big thing. Yeah. You know, and he well, was arguably already kind of like a pretty big deal. And he, he does this movie that was just like, whoa, now he couldn't be pigeonholed into any part, really. You know what's interesting about that movie, American History X, and, and just to bring this in, like for him as an actor, right, and, and, and the social perception of him, because he's not like a super big guy. Like he's kind of lean, he's very yeah. like, intelligent, and he has a certain demeanor that you kind of go like, oh, okay, well, Edward Norton is this kind of guy. And then when he did American History X, he put on all this muscle and all this body, and he had this presence, this physicalized presence and this attitude that you hadn't really seen from kind of, that demeanor Mm -hmm. and it it, you know i think what was interesting is like what happened is it transformed people's idea of who this human being was first off which is i think as an artist when you create out of some type of thing that's meaningful and truthful to you like just you go and you take a risk and you try something what can end up happening is people can see you in a way that you maybe don't even see yourself Mm -hmm. and that can create a whole new world for you but it might not be like people might like i mean imagine if people looked at edward norton at that time before he had done that role and they thought oh like like if he was say auditioning for regular television Mm-hmm. Just a regular day player actor. They'd be like, ah, let's cast the guy that already looks like the skinhead, muscle-bound dude, right? Yeah. Um, but because he's in that position where he's he's creating a project with someone, they're creating something out of nothing. That director, the, that team, the, the, the writer or whatever, they're collaborating and they're bringing something to life. They're not going like, let's pull from what's normal. They're going like we kind of have a connected vision and let's create it together. And what ends up happening is that creates an opportunity that wouldn't exist if you're just trying to like typecast. And the other thing about American History X is American History X is an interesting film because it took racism and it got us to look at it in a way where we started to kind of understand where racism comes from. Mm-hmm. Because if you've ever watched this movie, Edward Norton's character was like, he was a good kid. He was just a good kid that was kind of going through life and doing his best. And then certain events happened in his life and he got certain messages and there was emotional links. And then he just kind of went down this path that he was so righteous in. Mm -hmm. And he has to go through this like kind of wild journey of dealing with hate and dealing with this whole blame thing. And it doesn't matter if it's racism or if it's you're blaming your parents. It's the same fucking struggle that so many of us go through. And, you know, I think when we look at, say, racism, for example, we're like, oh, racism, like, you're bad, you're ugly. But, like, 
you feel justified if your parents abused you. You feel justified in like going like, hey, like I don't like them anymore. I don't like mm-hmm. this thing anymore. But like, there are people who attribute that to an entire race, or they attribute that to whatever. And like, you know, it, basically what I'm saying is that we begin to understand each other's struggle. And instead of looking at, say, like a racist, and I'm not saying that racism is good by any means. I'm, I'm, it's, it's obviously no, a terrible thing in our culture. I don't think anybody thinks that. But, but to understand why somebody would even become racist. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not like none of this stuff comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Right? And like our struggles, be it racism, be it sexism, be it, um, you know, uh, hate against artists or hate against mainstream all can come from something and these types of movies sometimes they make a greater message than even what they're about yeah so like my basically my point is is that you think you're doing one thing but you don't know because if you're telling the truth it can have messages far beyond what you're making yeah yeah or your your stuff can just have a far bigger yeah impact than you thought it would right yeah like everything like there are so many stories that are kind of like I think of someone like uh, like Kevin Smith, you know, who just set out to make a little right. movie about you know the people that he sort of hung out with who were crass and <laughs> you know like swore a lot, and it it turned into a huge deal. Robert Rodriguez, he's another you know filmmaker yeah. who was the same thing. He made this little piece of shit movie, you know, <laughs> for five thousand dollars, seven seven thousand dollars. Sorry. With inflation, who knows what that is now? But you Someone's know, like, it's not actually much. nine. Yeah, <laughs> like whatever. Okay. But still, it's you know, people went and they put their they they put their shit out there, yeah. man. Like they they did something that they were passionate and and they put it out there. And and again, like not everybody liked it, not everybody appreciated it, but enough people did. Yeah. You know, and again, it's not a, it's not about necessarily the fact that it's like oh well people will come around and they will ultimately appreciate what you do it's not about that we're bringing this back full around to like what this is real like what we're talking about which is that to be free to create to get over that resistance to creating right and there is a risk reward thing that's that's come up in this conversation yeah. that happens there but there's also um this expectation that yeah not everybody's going to to enjoy it but some people will and maybe it doesn't happen right away but that's not the thing to focus on mm-hmm. it's really not the thing to focus on the thing that needs to have the most attention is what you really give a shit about. Yeah. It's like, what do you actually really care about? And then expressing that thing to the best of your ability as honestly and as clearly as possible, whatever your medium is in life, (laughs) it's about that thing. Yeah. It is about that thing, about that expression that comes from your honest experience and as a human being in this world and uh, can the, i say something yeah if i was re-listening to this podcast i would literally just rewind it about one minute and i would re-listen to exactly what you just said because i think you hit it fucking on the head perfect like well, honestly like you like we're done <laughs> all right like that no, but you you hit it like that that is it you know 
Yeah. It, 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 and I feel like that's kind of what we what we're trying to say in many different ways. Yeah. You know. You just, I know, it's a simple th- like as I simple but it's ho- simple it's, but it can be very difficult. Yeah. Simple things are are very often not easy things to do. Right. And again, a lot of the things that make it not easy, it's just conditioning. Right. It's just the way that we've sort of been conditioned to think about this stuff, right? It's like it's like, well, you can't do it unless it's going to be this, unless you know it's going to work out, unless it's people are going to really like it and that's it, like here's this is kind of the crazy part and this sort of blew my mind when when I started to understand this but the thing is is that if you already know the result of something then you're not actually being creative yes that's that's, that, that's the key like, thing to know. That's the key thing to know. It's like, so if you already know the result, it means it's ground that's already been tread upon. It means it's already been said before. It means there's nothing really exciting, daring, or or honest about it. Like, well, I mean, maybe there's an honesty about it, but the thing is that like, we need to keep pushing. Right. We need to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, and. That means getting more in touch with our own experience and and our own expression and and how we feel and yeah I don't know I'm I'm it, it's if we're not stepping into that unknown space like we said at the top of this there's no real creation happening and there's. And again, as we talked about earlier, <laughs> there's there's no way around that. There's no way of getting around that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, you have to do it. And that means that it might fall flat for some people. It Not everybody will appreciate it. You know, it, there's no guarantees, right? But that's where the juice is. Like I said, like the fear comes up in that same moment, but the, I, the thing to get back involved into is the excitement about it. As soon as you feel those fears and those resistances and and those doubts, mm-hmm. the thing to reconnect to is the excitement about it. Right. It's like, well, what is the thing you need to say about this? Yeah. You know, and sometimes that can be the thing that gives you that push over that that little hump to get yourself going to build some momentum and get some motivation that will push you through whatever fears and doubts you're experiencing. Mm. And that's just getting clear on your point of view, getting clear on what it is that you give a shit. What's that fire about this thing? Yeah. Why does this have to be said? Why do you have to tell this story? Whatever it is. If we can tap into that thing and get clear on what that thing is, that's usually enough to push you past the fears and the doubts. Yes. You know, if you're, you know, it's, it's so if we come back around, um, come back around to like where you are in the moment of, of creating and, and trusting your own voice and trying to do this thing that you're trying to do, which is basically show up for yourself as a creative, show up for yourself as an artist. Um, 
you know, we can say it in various ways. Uh, trust your own voice. Go with it. You know, um, take the leap. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, All these token things. Yeah. To say. Well, I think you bring up a really interesting point in that it's important that this got said. You know, you're talking about fear and excitement, and fear and excitement are relatively, like, in your body, physiologically, the same basic feeling. Like, they, they yeah. do the same physicalizational effects, right? Like, and a lot of the time, they say that the difference between fear and excitement is what you make it mean. Yeah. Like, like, like some people, they go... And they and they feel like they get sweaty palms and they feel jitters and they feel all this stuff and they say, oh, my God, I'm falling apart. And other people will get sweaty hands and jitters and all of that. And they'll say, oh, my God, I'm about to do something amazing. But mm-hmm. like whatever story they tell will be how they interpret those physicalizations of feeling. Right. That's yeah. all that really is. Um, you know, one of the, like, so I, I do this class right now and, and we, you know, it's kind of cutting edge. I, I think <laughs> maybe not yeah. but in, in at least for what the kind of work that I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of work with like artists just on the creative process. And this is a lot of our work. We just talk about how are you putting the story together? So uh, a client I had or have, she was telling this story. This was an interesting story and it, maybe it relates but she was talking about how she was going to move and she was going to move in with her dad and she told all her friends and did all this stuff, packed her bags. And then when it came down to it, her, her mom and her dad were split and her dad canceled last minute. And he said, listen, my girlfriend doesn't want that to happen and whatever. And she was devastated. She had packed her bags. She had told all her friends and she said, you know, I wasn't even so hurt that he said no was that I had to go back to all my friends and explain to them that I wasn't going to do this thing that I told everyone I was going to do. And I think that a lot of people experience this in various ways. Like you don't tell people your dreams and you don't tell things because you're so like ashamed if it doesn't work out mm-hmm. that somehow that's going to be bad on you. And we went through a process and I said, well, let's look at this. Has your dad ever let you down before? And she said, well, yeah, like several times. And I was like, okay. She was like 16. So she was younger at the time. And I said, okay, so you kind of didn't acknowledge the fact that he had already let you down. So we already know in the narrative that that's a possibility. And, you know, you you decided to just rely on hope, right? Like that this would work out. And you were like, well, I'm just going to hope. And hopefully it does. And when it does, then I'll be good. But like you knew full well going into it that it might not because you already had enough information before. And then we, we went into the next part and I said, well, look, let's look at you. Because you don't get to control your dad, you don't get to control his girlfriend, you don't get to control the circumstances, and you're 16, and you're kind of at the mercy of your parents to some degree. But, like, did you do your part? You packed your bags, you told your friends, you made your commitments, you organized yourself, and you did everything that you could do to get yourself ready to make that happen. You had one missing link, was that you weren't, you were, you were relying on hope alone to control something you don't control. And I think with art, it's kind of like that. There's a certain amount of things you can control. You can sit down and write every day. You can get yourself to that emotional place when you're writing. You can get yourself the right pen, the right book, the right blah, 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 blah. But you don't control what other people do with that art. You don't control this. And if you just rely on hope and you go, well, I hope all that works out, you know full well it might not. 
But what you can do as an artist is when you sit down in that moment of creation, you can say, look, I'm going to do everything that I can today to control what I can control, which is me showing up and bringing my fucking shit to this moment. Mm -hmm. And then we'll see. And then we'll work that next part out. We'll get to that bridge when we get to that bridge. But like a script that isn't finished isn't worth shit. So finish your fucking script. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm kind of bringing it in hard here. But, like, fucking show up to the goddamn audition. You don't get to decide whether they cast you. But you can show the fuck up and bring it. And, like, honestly, that's all anyone wants. Like, we want you to show up with confidence, with commitment, with belief in yourself. And, like, that's not in it of itself going to control it. But you have to show up with kind of an almost like a fucking, it's just like a, I just am going to give it yeah. regardless of the result because that's all I can do. And, and an artist has to do that. And that's the thing. Like when you show up to a regular job, you know you're going to show up. You know you're going to get paid. As long as everybody's like honest and ethical, like everything's going to happen. But as an artist, it doesn't work like that. You got to show up and go, look, I might not make a fucking dollar today. I might not get anything I want today, but I'm going to show up with all of me. And like that is your best fighting chance. If you show up with half, you just fucking like walked into a fight not prepared. I mean, you walked into a moment ready to get knocked out, you know, like you might get knocked out. Like fighters prepare for fights and they get knocked out still like you. You just have to do it, you know, and, and, and what I'm saying is like the thing that stops us, in my opinion, is all the shit we don't control. Yeah. I think we just need to go, look, I control this. I get to show up today and write. I've written, I just, uh, you know, I'm at 2,668 days of writing in a row. And some days I write a piece of shit for 30 minutes and yeah. I hate it. But I show up every day and I write it because that's the one part of it that I can control. And like, some days I'm like, man, you are a terrible fucking writer. Like, what is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, like, I'm just like, you've written for years and you're still not fucking yeah. like great, like whatever, the way you want to be. Like, but it's like, well, look, if it's going to take me another 2,668 days to get there or twice that, I'm going to still show up every fucking day and do it. And that's all I have because that's all I have. I just yeah. don't, I don't get to decide. And look, not everybody, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, not everybody starts the race from the same place. Some of us start miles back and other people get all the advantages. They have the connections, the, you know, the training, the mentorship, the position in life, the, the place in the world they were born and you don't, but like you can sit around all day and complain about that, or you can just do you every fucking day and see if one day that fucking sticks, and I think it will, but I think the limitation is we just won't. Yeah. We just won't. We're not willing because we're like, well, what if it doesn't? I mean, and sometimes our shit isn't even as bad as we think. Agreed. You know, it's like it's, <laughs> I, I recently had an experience just after after a, a show that I did recently, and I felt just personally okay about it. You know, and, and it's all right, like, to know, like, it's best that you know for yourself when you've done your best. Right. Or or when you haven't been, like, kind of on your on your game as well. And so it was, I, I 
you know, there were some things I was like, ah, I wasn't super happy with some elements of what I was doing, but, you know, I showed up and I did the best that I could mm-hmm. in the moment and, and, and tried to just let it all kind of go and, and just, yeah, do the best that I could. And at the end of the show, and some of the audience uh, members were, were sticking around at the end of the show and, and we were just kind of mingling, and this woman came up to me and she said, oh, she's, she's like, I really enjoyed your performance. And I was like, oh, thank you. you know, thank you very much. You know, it was good. And she said, she's like, I'm an actor and you are so natural in your performance and I want to act like you. Wow. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, I was just like, I was like on that. I, it kind of like. Put, it was humbling in a weird way because it was like here I was getting this this like one of them like an incredible compliment right but it was so humbling in the fact that it's like whoa here I am in my my fucking ego being like uh, you know like that wasn't your best and like you can do like we gotta like do better next time and all of this stuff. And look, there's nothing wrong with like continuing to push the envelope and, and seeing more and more of what you're capable of. But at the same time, it's just like, Hey, look, look at where you're at now and what you can do now. You know, and it was just, it, it was a, it was like this weird sort of slap in the face for me to just mm-hmm. be like, get over yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, how, yeah, I mean, you, you bring up a good point. How do you know? Yeah. When you're in the middle of doing your creativity or you're doing your thing and you're, you know, you, acting is so so like that. I mean, it, you're so in the unknown in every moment and every moment, and especially when you're being present. Yeah. You're just in unknown, unknown, unknown. And then you try to do this thing, and I, I know exactly what you mean, where you look back at your performance and you go, oh, I could have done this, I could have. But, like, if you, and you've kind of, you know, I think you've inspired this in me more as well over the years. It's just that um, when I show up and I am fully present, it, it's so weird because to even look back at that and judge it is so backwards because at that moment, if I was truthful and it came out weird or something happened, like the thing I'm looking at is so not even an issue usually. Like, yeah. I have this thing where, like, I'll listen sometimes back to a podcast, for example, and I'll be like, what the fuck was up with my voice? <laughs> or what was going on? Like, why did you say that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like, do you really believe that? But at that moment, like, I really try when we show up to these podcasts to just bring my truth for it. And it's not perfect. And I, you know, look, I got... And sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we're wrong. And, and, you know, I got fucked up history and past that I'm working through in my life. And I, I don't know. But, like... I'm doing my best. And every moment I really do try to share something with people because I really try to like, I honestly, every day when I share something about art, I come from this place of like my 16 year old, 17 year old self, 16 really, where my parents were split. We had lost everything. And like my best friend and I had kind of like parted ways because we were kind of in that place in high school where he was kind of going the cool group and I was going a little bit differently. And it was a tough time. And I would go see movies on my own and I would just, you know, and I look for solace somewhere. And films was a big thing. And I think that's why I became a filmmaker. But when I share stuff with artists, 
about art, I'm, I'm always kind of thinking about my 16-year-old self and going, maybe he's at the other end of this podcast. And, like, this is what I would tell him. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not perfect, and I don't always have the right answers. And maybe sometimes I come in, like, a little too hot, and I'm, maybe I'm a bit of an asshole, and maybe I say things, you know. But, like, I'm, I'm doing my best to communicate in this moment. And I think that people can say, like, I don't really like that brand guy. But you can at least respect the fact that I'm not bullshitting you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, that's something. You know what I mean? But yeah. you don't always know what the real value in, in, in what you're sharing or doing. And, like, you know, I mean, I, I, I saw your performance on one of the nights, and I really liked it. it. It's interesting because what you're looking at is not even what I'd be looking at. When I look at a play, I don't really look at individual performance because I'm not focused on the acting or the performance. I'm focused on the story as a whole and how do all the pieces come together because I, I tend to think more like a director and a storyteller, like that part of it. So what I was looking at more was like, well, if she's doing that and he's doing this, I'm like, well, we could kind of have gone that way a little bit maybe, or I would have maybe, if I was doing it, pushed it that way. Mm-hmm. But like when I was looking at your performance, I was like, yeah, solid. But it's like not even a real issue. I'm just like, good, you're doing your part. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But like every audience member who's watching you is coming from a different place and has different demands they want met. Yeah. So like... You, as long as you were truthful, for me, I was like, great, you're doing your truth. How does that connect with what she's doing and what he's doing? That's all. That's how I'm factoring it in. Yeah. But she, who is an actress who came up to you afterwards, she's looking at it from performance and going, wow, you did something yeah. that like, and she's looking at it from a very performance-based thing, which is neat, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And I think like another thing that comes through oftentimes is sometimes it's the struggle that comes through. And sometimes that's totally all right. Right. And maybe that's actually what's needed or it brings a whole color and and element to it. You know, it's uh, Mm. you bring up a good point. Yeah. Like (laughs) it's it's I've been reading some interesting stuff about performance recently, but that's like a whole nother thing. But it's really like well, these things kind of come through you in a way that that you don't always know how that's going to have an, an effect on people, right. right? You know, it's like I'm always trying to perform from a place of where it feels effortless and where I'm having fun, but it, the same. Sometimes it's it, it's there are days where it's like it's a little bit harder. Yeah, it's just a little bit harder for some reason, but. I'm always committed to this thing of like, no, be here, like, like express as honestly as you can, even though right now I'm not feeling great about how things have been going. I'm committed to doing this to the best that I can. And I think in that space, something still really incredible can come out of that. Mm. Because like I said, that maybe that struggle of just being like, I'm not feeling good about where where I'm at so far, but I'm fighting to fucking be here mm-hmm. and to com- and to be truthful, and that communicates itself somehow, and maybe to an audience member, at least in this specific example, it's like, whoa, that's really interesting. What's going on for them on stage? Because they they don't know what's going on for me. Yeah. They don't know what's actually no, going we're on all for me. Projecting onto you. Yeah, going, and yeah. it could be like, oh wow, that's they're, they're like there's something really interesting going yes. on. Not realizing that it's me, kind of like beating myself up, but trying not to beat myself up and like just <laughs> express honestly. Yeah. Right, and it adds a whole color and a layer to it that 
I'm just not aware of how that's being perceived. I get, I get it, right? man. I, I totally get that. You know, it's interesting because I was just thinking about how, um, you know, I'll write. I write for 30 minutes at least every day. So, uh, sometimes over an hour, sometimes several hours. But I'll have days where I'll write. And I do, I have this process now because I've dialed it in where I'll do a journal entry and then sometimes I'll work on a book or work on a script or whatever. But sometimes I'll have these days where like, I'm just like, and I'll start the entry like, I have nothing to say. I don't want to write today. I'm just <laughs> going to try to get through this 30 minutes because this is like, I'm, I'm just dragging my heels for 29 minutes through this through this entry. I'm just waiting for that 30th minute to come along. But I have this little part, what I do in every entry, and I call it my um, kind of like, I don't even, I changed the name a few times. It's like basically a statement of truth or like a statement of like just some wisdom, some philosophical wisdom that I've gotten in life today. And I do it every day. Mm. But I'll write for 29 minutes of just shit. Like I don't want to write. I fucking work sucks. This sucks. Nothing's working out. I fucking hate life. The universe is against me. I can't fuck. And then I'll write this quote at the end. And it's just a quote. It can only be like sentence or three or maybe five at absolute max. And it'll be fucking brilliant. And I'll be like, I just wrote for 29 minutes to come up with that. Because <laughs> that's all this was. Yeah. But I had to write for 29 minutes of I don't want to write and I don't want to do any of this. And I'm writing shit and like, why am I even bothering to get to this moment where, and, and sometimes it doesn't happen. But that's the other thing too. I've done it so much now where I'm just like, you know, just write and write and write. And then maybe there'll be a moment where something brilliant comes out. And I actually had this thought, because I've been writing these philosophical things for, I think I've done probably about 1,500 days. Uh, so 1,500 quotes of wisdoms that I've learned. Yeah. And I was thinking of just taking the best ones and just making a book just out of those. Mm. Because I feel like a lot of the time you're just dealing with this crude, emotional kind of nonsense of writing until you get to one little nugget and if you could walk away and I feel like that's mostly what I've done for the last like several years is just walk away every day with a little nugget of good writing and then eventually that can add up to something potentially you know and I've thought about taking all those quotes and either making a book of those quotes or literally just taking some of those quotes and writing something entirely based on that wisdom that I had acquired and I have like you know 1500 to choose from (laughs) Which is profound, you know, when you think about it. Do it. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm saying, like, yeah. you know, you, you, you create, and you might create, like, 99% bullshit. But if that 1% is good, I mean, hey, you did something. You got yeah. something, you know? Even if it's a 0.1%, it's like, you got something, right? Yeah. And I, I feel like you just got to keep showing up. I think that that's a huge part of this, just keep showing up. Yeah. Well, should we wrap this bad boy up? Let's do it. Let's wrap it. Yeah. So uh, you got the beer. You tell us about beer. it. So we are drinking because it's just that time of year, and I haven't had one of these yet. And there's <laughs> usually there's usually a smorgasbord of these every every fall. Yeah. Uh, and this is the uh, the pumpkin eater, the imperial pumpkin ale from House Sound Brewing, and I've I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. It's definitely not. Uh, you know, just slam it down kind of a beer, but it's an enjoyable sipping beverage. Yeah. I feel like it's it's a dark, it's a strong beer, definitely. 
I, I felt this one. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt this one a few few times. Like, oh, I'm going to have to slow down on this because this is uh, I'm probably right feeling to my it. head. I'm probably feeling it too because I got lit up at one point and I yeah. feel like that's the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, this is a hey, you game. fucking do this, you fucking show up. <laughs> but uh, actually, I, I usually avoid all pumpkin uh, except pumpkin pie. Yeah. And I'm just like, fucking pumpkin latte, pumpkin. Fuck off with your pumpkin. Yeah. But like this has actually been really good and I've really yeah. enjoyed this one. And, and you can tell it was, <laughs> it was a risk with it because like yeah, I, I've had pumpkin beers where yeah. I was just like, this is awful. And I've had other ones where I'm like, that was enjoyable. And this one was an enjoyable one. And yeah. uh, I feel like I'm I've been satiated for the year. Yeah, it's been good. It's been a good beer. Yeah. So you made you made a solid choice. Um, okay, well, I, I'm saying let's do this. Final points. Um, I feel like earlier in the podcast, and I don't even remember how to rephrase what you said, but I feel like there was a point where you really hit something like, I mean, I feel like we hit a lot of points, but like there was some point, and I said I would re-listen to that. I feel like you just really kind of captured something, for me at least, that was really kind of on point about this. And I don't remember what that is, so I'll leave it with this for me. I'd say you don't have control over a lot of things with art. You, you don't know what it's going to look like. You don't know how it's going to feel. You don't know if you're going to look like an idiot doing it or feel like an idiot doing it at least. But you can control this. You can control showing up. You can control giving it a shot. And I would say if I had any advice, and this was for myself at 16, I'd say, man, just go 100% into it. Whatever it is that you think it is that you want to do, just do it full. Like... You could be wrong, it could, but you'll know. At least if you go 100%, you'll know you're wrong. But if you tippy-toe into this shit, you're going to not really know, and you're going to have to walk down that path actually longer for a longer time. If you just try it, you're going to immediately know, oh, I made a mistake, and you can pull back and you can try something else. But I'd say the two things that I could just say for anybody like, I know you get emotionally blocked. I know you get in your way, and I know you don't feel like it. All I can say is just do two things for me, please, because I really truthfully believe there's something in you that's fucking awesome. Show up, and when you show up, give it everything you fucking have. Just give it all, and let's just see what happens. Yeah. And don't, if people don't like it or whatever, don't make that the judge. You know, maybe this is the third thing. Just have a win. Let yourself have a win that you showed up and you gave your all for something. Mm -hmm. And I think if you get in the habit of this, some really profound, amazing things will happen. And I have no idea what they will be because that's what art is. Yeah. And neither will you. But I really believe it's in you. And I think that everybody has that capacity. And I think we have profound shit to share with each other. But it's our, we have to inspire each other as artists to be willing to try. You know, and, um, you know, do your best. You know, that's all you got. That's all you got. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, that was all, that was all great. I love that. Um, it's, you know, we have to accept that with, with creation, with creating, there's always unknown. And with that, there is probably always going to be some element of fear. We can accept that. You know, just know that that's that's part of it. Like like, I was, like we were saying before, that's kind of part of the price of admission, to a certain extent. And and the more we do it, the more we get comfortable with that element of fear, and it becomes not as controlling a factor. 
And when that happens, to come back to that place of where did this all, where does this all come from? Why did this inspiration come up? What is this expression that you that you have to to have? That fire, that thing. What is it that you have to say? You know, what's what is important about this for you? And getting clear on that that's the thing that will push you through. And I mean, I think the thing that you were talking about before, I was like, like, yeah, what was it exactly that I said? You know, but it was, I <laughs> that's think why it was, it's good. We record was, this stuff because yeah. you, know, you literally, you, you know, you, and I feel this happens for everybody, but you tap into something for a moment and you, you, you like, you're saying it. This is my experience of it. You were saying it and I was listening like super captivated and you were saying it, and for you, it was just kind of off the cuff, just in, you know, and you're like, yeah, this is kind of what I think. And at, at the end, I didn't, I, I was going to say something else, and I was like, I just got to stop and acknowledge the fact that I feel in this moment what you said was really fucking important. Yeah. And, but you, the way you were saying it, you were like, this is super important. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. weren't doing that, which was kind of, I feel like, how it happens. Yeah. It, it's like a good example of like the the like I feel like when we're being in our truth and we're really sharing something like not everything you said was was a hundred percent the yeah. most brilliant thing yeah, I ever that's heard fine. you know what I mean but you had that's a nugget fine. yep and then I and then my acknowledgement of that nugget was maybe what helps you go oh shit I'm onto something mm-hmm. you know what I mean like because I'm gonna re-listen to this podcast and I'm gonna re-listen to that part again. You know, and maybe I'll think later, because I'll, I'll have integrated it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> I mean, but, like, at that moment for me, and I, I can't deny it because I've already admitted yeah. it and it's being recorded, at that moment for me, when you said it, it hit and it aligned. Mm-hmm. It aligned with something in me, and I just went, yeah, 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 that's it. That's it. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? But you articulated it, and I was just like... There's nothing else for me to say. You said it the way I wish I could have said it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what art is. Like, when Fight Club was made, it was like, you guys said it the way I wish I could say it, but I never knew how to say it until yeah. you showed me. But it's like, yeah, that's it. And it's weird. Art's like that. It's like, it was already in me, but you communicated it the way I didn't even know how to communicate it to myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's just, it's... It's being that, allowing yourself to be that expression, allowing that truth that's inside you to be expressed and not getting in the way of that. Yeah. I mean, really, and, and just being committed to that thing and to that thing over anything else. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.